Yo, welcome back to another episode of On The Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and I'm along with... Tyler. And in today's episode, we have a good one. We're going to be talking about uh, COVID-19, otherwise known as the coronavirus. We'll get back We'll get back into the NFL free agency. A lot of stuff happened since our last episode three days ago. So we want to discuss that with you guys. So, But first, Tyler, how are you doing? Doing all right, man. Or, well, I, I mean, I guess I'll go with all right. Not the same right now, honestly. I'm sure you're feeling the same way. Yeah, I feel that. A lot of stuff has happened over the past uh, week that uh, we've never experienced before. So, so that's, uh, that sucks. Yeah, it's just crazy. You know, sometimes I'll admit I'm scrolling through Instagram, which has become, you know, I want to. I, I do not want to look at the hours I've spent on Instagram these these past three days, especially. Uh, but you know, I see these memes, and it and it just it really hits you sometimes. And it says we're really living through uh, a page in our history book right now, our future history book. And honestly, it's so true because I don't really know when the last time is that we had this kind of a, a, a kind of a pandemic, really, or a crisis. Yeah. I mean, nine eleven was, I think, the last time. But we were all so young. I mean, I was two months old when nine eleven struck. You were what, probably a little bit over a year old. Yeah, just we like a maybe, year and a half, maybe. Yeah, we wouldn't even really remember it. Yeah. So it's just, just, yeah. I mean, it's totally true. This this will go down in American history for sure. So it, it's just crazy to be living in these kind of times where you really can't do much. You, you don't you don't have a choice. Yeah. So uh, let's get off on a, on a like a good note. Is there anything that that's made you uh, happy this week, or not really? No doubt about it. What's made me? I wouldn't. I, I'll go a different route. I, I definitely happy, but more so just relieved and kind of at somewhat of ease. It's got the NFL free agency because we'll obviously we'll get into that more. But in in a world right now where there is literally no sports on, like. This is the only thing that is keeping the sports world, I think, intact just as a whole. It's the only thing that's been scheduled on time. Um, and everyone's listening. I mean, th- this is front page news. And not only is this front page news because all the sports, all the other sports, I should say, aren't going on. This is this. Ha- and we'll touch base on this later. This has to be the craziest year of NFL free agency we have ever seen. And I love sports. I love football. It's a sport I, I, I consider to follow the most. It's it's kept me at bay right now. So just keeping track of it, uh, that has been my number one thing during, during this quarantine coronavirus thing, whatever you want to call it, is sitting in front of my TV, got ESPN on, and that's, yeah. And, and of course, talking football here. Absolutely, absolutely. That is another thing that this pandemic – is not going to stop as this podcast grind. Oh yeah, this uh, coronavirus COVID nineteen ain't stopping this podcast. We're gonna keep keep grinding through, keep uh, keep putting out episodes as much as we can since this is literally all we can do, pretty much. Yeah, so, absolutely, I agree. So yeah, same thing for me is I like NFL free agencies. It's a sign of relief right there. Along with uh, doing this podcast and uh, doing uh, some graphic design stuff on the side, so it's all. All right, there you go. 
it's all all coming in. But we also got all that e learning stuff going on still, which sucks. Let's be I honest. I cannot here. like. It just doesn't work. It doesn't. Like seeing like seeing your teacher from like that kind of standpoint, it's like it's 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 honestly messing with my brain. It's just it's so hard to grasp the fact like this is what we're gonna be doing for school. Not only for ma- for some of us, maybe the next month or so, but some of us the rest of the year. Like I'm pretty sure. Are you the rest of the year? You have to do the e learning. As of right now, it's till April fifteenth, but that could extend okay. to end of semester. Yeah, I believe our April fifteenth is Monday for you. Is that, that's yeah. Monday, right? Yeah. So ours is the nineteenth. Is technically the last week. So right now, I like like you said, anything could change. Uh, we're scheduled to go back to campus like normal, uh, April 22nd. That's the mo- next Monday. So, but like I said, anything could change. But again, it's just, I can't do it. It's not that I can't do it, but it's it's not the same. Yeah, that's probably the one, th- the one or like the few things that's grinding my gears right now is the e-learning. But on, only one of my classes are having like online classes, like face-to-face, or not face-to-face, but like video video class or whatever it's called the rest i just do on my own whenever i can which is nice but it's also a lot more work yeah honestly out of the two i would i would really prefer doing just the on your own thing like i know it's kind of a pain sometimes because the teacher has to give out one long email and you're like oh when is this going to be over with but I feel like it's better to just go through that within like five, maybe five, 10 minutes, something like that. And compared to sitting there for like, I don't know if you do it, like sitting there like a normal class for that whole time period being like, what in the world are we doing? I'd rather just do it on my own. Yeah. But it could also push you back to like where you're doing it at like 10 o'clock at night. That is true too. That is true too. And honestly, I don't think anyone wants to do, be doing schoolwork at ten o'clock at night. Yeah, that is, that is usually the time where you start. You want to be done wrapping up. If you if you're just starting something at ten, it's like, oh man, yeah, I'm in deep trouble. Exactly. So uh, yeah, e-learning sucks, but I guess we're gonna have to do what we got. What we got to graduate. To end up graduating in a few years. E-learning is not the move. That is one hundred percent for sure. We're I'm I'm sure everyone else is in the same spot, the same boat as us. But honestly, it's not the move. I'd rather be much rather be at school. Honestly, yeah. Compa- especially compared to the video, the video sessions. I would much rather prefer being at school over. The video sessions, the 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 on your the online on your own, I really don't mind because you don't have to like travel. But that, I, I'd rather see the teacher face to face. You know, it's and it's just see your easier. Friends. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so that's uh that's what grind that's what's uh grinding my gears. Uh, I'm sure that's grinding your gears too. Definitely. Also, the, just the whole thing of trying to, uh take that social distancing thing at heart it's yeah, very hard it to not just go out and you know go to a restaurant go see your friends just do whatever it, it's honestly very hard um and i don't know what else to do anymore i mean like i said all that i have right now at home these days is just 
ESPN. That's all I've been doing and Instagram, all that, all that stuff. But it's just, it's so weird knowing that you, you were being forced to not do anything. Like you always had the, the kind of the freedom to do, do whatever you want to an extent. But now it's like, no, stay here. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's just surreal. It yeah. really is a history book lesson, sort of. Exactly, but please, uh, please do the social distancing thing. It'll only have this thing go away early or sooner rather than later. So yeah, if we stay in and wash your wash your hands, that's a good. One. That's a that's important, and just don't cough on other people or have other people cough on you. Just wash your hands. Yes, uh, common sense for all that, and I yeah. will admit, not even just the fact when this whole thing started. I just on a daily basis, I hate when my hands get like gre- somewhat greasy or dirty yeah, or anything. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I would probably say on a daily basis, I wash my hands probably around 10 times or more a day. I just, I cannot stand the feeling of my hands being like greasy or dirty and just blah for me. Yeah. So stay away. Social distance is like six feet away. So so the sooner we do that, the sooner this whole pandemic goes away. Yeah. So Unfortunately, yeah. though, I don't know how much longer this is going to last because we're still seeing so many more of these sporting events and uh, leagues being postponed. Schools are staying out the whole time now. It's We don't know how much longer this is going to go on. Yeah, exactly. So I believe this is a good time to transition into the episode, into the actual episode now. So, as we've been talking about, COVID nineteen or the coronavirus is a big thing in the world right now. It's a, it's a pandemic. It's canceling. It's suspending, canceling so many, so many seasons, so many leagues, so many schools. So it's a, it's a really big thing right now. So. So it's gonna it's gonna be in the history books. It's going to we're we're gonna be reading about this stuff. Or our kids are gonna be reading about this stuff and we'll be like, Yeah, we've experienced this. It was crazy. Maybe even maybe even grandkids too. I yeah. I definitely say. It will be in the history books for sure. That's that's like hundred percent guarantee. Yeah, I d I don't disagree with that whatsoever. So let's get into the leagues that have been uh Either suspended, suspended, or uh, canceled. So, let's start with the NBA and G League. They, the they have suspended operations indefinitely. I believe, right? Yes, yes. But I, I've heard that the NBA is talking about teams about about maybe playing in July. So that that would be interesting. I heard. I'm not really sure about the specifics on the G League, but I definitely did hear that the NBA has come out and said, this is a best-case scenario. The NBA will resume the season, whatever they decide to do. I'm not sure if if they want to finish out the last 15, 20 games of the regular season or hop right into the playoffs. They said whatever they do, mid-June at best, will be the starting point. And we're not even sure. Like this, this could go on longer because I was actually. I'm glad you brought that up because the NBA. I feel like they're they're in more trouble now. As we saw, we heard the news yesterday that four Brooklyn Nets players tested positive for the coronavirus. One of them being Kevin Durant, who has yeah. not played at all this season. So 
I think, honestly, the more players that end up testing positive, it's going to hurt whichever league you're in the most. Because, I mean, the only three we had were uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert on the Utah Jazz, and then Christian Wood, I believe, on the Detroit Pistons. And then they did not disclose the details, but four Brooklyn Nets players yesterday, one of them being Kevin Durant. So, honestly, I'd say back more now considering there it just got doubled from three to seven people yeah i i also um, saw an interview done with uh diamond mitchell on um uh, some on on instagram i saw it and he's he's doing fine though he's doing good no symptoms or anything which is good so hopefully all of them are recovering and getting better yeah honestly i i've always I've always had a lot, a lot of respect for Donovan Mitchell ever since he came into the league. I know I'm kind of going into an offhand thing here, but I was really, really sad. And well, anyone who gets it, it's a, it's a very important, unfortunate circumstance. But I've always had a lot, a lot of respect for Donovan Mitchell ever since he came in the league. I always thought he was one of the most down-to-earth guys. And, you know, him getting it obviously is a very unlucky circumstance. But, the, the, but then again, like I said, one of the guys that I've, I kind of noticed closely for me personally for having a lot of respect towards um, you, you just, you just don't want to see this for anyone. Like I said, and Rudy Gobert, again, he seems like a nice dude. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him, but man, you can't joke around like that. Mm -hmm. uh, there were reports coming out that were saying he was being careless in the Utah jazz locker room, touching other people's belongings. And actually I saw something after one of the uh, games he went to every single microphone at the press conference table and touched it and was making jokes about the coronavirus. And then the next day after that happened, he tested positive. Karma. So, it, honestly, it's, that's what it is. I, I have nothing against Rudy Gobert, but in this situation, it's just like, yeah, you get what you get, but this is the severity of this. Yeah. You never know when it's going to come to you, and this is why you, you got to be safe. Exactly, and you just can't do that. It's too too serious of a thing. I get that he's like joking around, but with that, it's too serious. Can't be doing yeah, that. You really, yeah. In this time, you really cannot joke around with this. When when our country as a whole, and I mean country as a whole, has come to this point, world maybe even definitely. When we've come to a point like this, there is no no reason to to joke around. It's just, you can't, there's no need for it. Exactly. So uh, another, so let's go on to some more leagues. The NHL and AHL have both been uh, suspended indef indefinitely till at least May 1st. Is that what I'm hearing? And I don't know about the AHL, but I think the NHL, they're going to go right into playoffs or like have some sort of like, a wild card seating too as well for like all the teams like if like you just play one game then the winners go on something like that maybe best of three best of five something like that around those lines and the AHL season is I have no idea what's going to happen with that yet but I'm guessing they take the same path as the NHL but who knows at this point yeah, I think the NHL, the best case scenario for them, if they do re resume the season, 
I I really do think the best case for them is to go right in the playoffs because yeah. the NBA and the NHL they normally start right around each other. The NHL a little bit before the NBA. So the NBA, I believe, every team had between fifteen and twenty games left in the regular season. So if they decided to play out the rest of the regular season, I would have no problem with that. If they went right into the playoffs, I would have no problem with that. But yeah. I think for the NHL, I think it was just. Be, it would just be silly for them to play. Yeah, they, they only have like five more games left anyway in their season. It, yeah, between around five or ten games, I think personally they should just go right in the playoffs. But if that even, if they even do get to that point. Um, but again, I, I I believe there's, what, one NHL player? Or has there been more? I believe he was on the Arizona Coyotes. I did not hear about positive. that. I think I think I heard one person from the Arizona Coyotes has tested positive. Interesting. I do not. I did not hear a name, but that is what I heard. And one thing I will say too: a lot of these players who are testing positive, it is all on the West Coast. That is where yeah. it is the most severe. And like, um, I'll even bring in the XFL. The Seattle Dragons had four players test positive. The Utah Jazz. That's West as well. Um, and. Even the teams in the NBA who do who do have people who have it, the Detroit Pistons and the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets were in San Francisco to play the Golden State Warriors um, the day before it got canceled. Yeah. So they were they were west. I'm not sure about Detroit, but it is really bad west right now. And again, Arizona, it's a western state. But it is going around everywhere, and that's just the bottom line. Like I said, no matter what league you're in, it is it is going around worldwide, countrywide, and no one is safe. Honestly, yeah, exactly. no one is safe. Exactly. And then the East Coast Hockey League, Southern Professional Hockey League, and the Federal Prospects Hockey League have all canceled their seasons, which we have a lot of our interviewees playing those leagues so uh, so i feel for them hope they all hope they're all like doing good hope they're all uh quarantine themselves and we'll all get through this absolutely yeah there's nothing else we can say at this point yeah and then uh mlb and minor league baseball have both suspended their season in def or i think opening day by two weeks it, it may be more at this point I heard MLB suspended opening day till mid-May. Yeah, so yeah, mid-May, mid-May. the earliest for the, for the I, MLB. I'm sure I'm sure the MILB is doing that too for the minor leagues. So it's yeah, that, I've heard close. I believe two two uh, uh, minor league baseball players for the Yankees have tested positive. Cool. Yeah, so probably mid-May is uh, the best best option for them. That's yeah, that's that's what they've confirmed right now for the MLB. I think I think though, out of the obviously there are more sports impacted, but of the four major sports that we hear the most, I think the MLB is in the most trouble. Yeah. I mean, they they have not even started the season yet, and this is hit. And honestly. This really, this really, really pains me to say this, but I, I it's, 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 the, it's the truth. Unfortunately, the MLB, I feel like, is sort of losing viewership, but they are declining. And now for this to happen to them with their season not even starting, 
and it being delayed by this coronavirus, it's a major blow. Major, yeah. major blow. Uh, the NBA and NHL, they're sort of at a point where it's like, ah, but they've gotten through about three quarters of the regular season, so yeah. it's not it's not too bad. But the MLB has just gotten slammed by this, and I, I listen. I believe that they have been the, the the sport that has been affected the worst out of the four major ones that we cover. Yeah. Not even starting the season, and yeah. it's already being pushed back. So I mean, whenever they do even start season mid May. Jack, we can see December baseball if it if it does that, happen. That would be just interesting. Think of, just think of December baseball. Just let's think of the Cubs and the White Sox. You know, Chicago where we live. December baseball. Playing I know a lot. Of, I think a lot of people, a lot of those two teams, are more expecting the White Sox to make a playoff run this year. So just imagine like December baseball, winter baseball in Chicago. December baseball in Chicago. Like it's going to be like twenty degrees or less snow. Like, oh my god! At like, that at that insane. point, at that point, it's those games should be canceled. And even other cities, because are like all the, yeah, all the other eastern cities, twenty degrees, and you're throwing that hard, it's gonna hurt your arm. You're gonna get injured. Yeah, no doubt about it. I was supposed to. I really don't know. Yeah, and, I, then, and then on top of that, I think the thing that we also forget to mention is, whenever they do resume the season, I don't think they'll delay the start of the next season. So the off season is going to be very short. Free agency, coaching, all that stuff. Pre league, well, uh, G League, you know, preseason, all that stuff. It's going to be short. Like yeah. boom, boom, boom. You're going to be hit with this right away, right away, right away. No off season. Got to go right back into it. Yeah. But like I said, it all, it all depends on when they do. But that's just what I'd assume. They will yeah. not want to take any further delays to the start of the next season. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most leagues have said that they're not. They're not like. They're not delaying the next season. They're just going. going to go right into it. And that's the other thing too. And that's I believe that was the next sport that we're going into. Uh, MLB. I'm very sorry. I'm uh, obviously Cubs fan. It really hurts me to say this, but MLB, they are in trouble. Uh, I, I was supposed going, to go to the Sox game April April 11th, too. So, oh, man. So that, April 11th, dang. So that got – that's out the door now. And going back to what you were saying there, Jack, about uh, starting on time, the one sport that is, I, I think, somewhat affected but not really affected compared to the others, the NFL. Uh, their regular season finished February 2nd, Super Bowl 54. The, and obviously, this free agency period for the NFL is really all we have sports-wise right now. Like, It has not been delayed. Of course, contact with people has been obviously called off. But as uh, this whole free agency period, like allowing these players to negotiate with teams, it has not been disturbed. And as far as the new league year, they are still saying that they are planning on starting on time, but in but other other stuff for this year, including like OTAs, training camp, practices, that's still up in the air. Yeah, it makes but sense because like we don't know how this is going to react, how where this is going to be by the time NFL season starts. So it's up in the air for a lot of things in the NFL. And I agree with that standpoint too of not touching it right now. 
keep it how it is right now. You know, you, we don't know. We don't know if it can get worse or can get better. Well, we'll eventually get better. Yeah. But we don't know how soon that'll be. So I think it, it is a good move right now to just yeah. lay low. All right, we're, we'll do this. And, you know, over time, if it does get worse or not even worse, if it stays the same and gets better. Like all this, es- all this, better, all then, this then stuff. We'll make, then we'll do something. Yeah. All this stuff escalated within the, within like 72 hours, not even. It's like, I think a lot of, a lot of stuff's up in the air, but like every, anything could change in the next like week or so. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. It just hit so freaking fast. It did. And, uh, so the, moving on to like the other leagues that are can't, that have uh, suspended their season. The the National Pro Fast Pitch Softball has uh, canceled their opening day and series events and uh, postponed the the NPF draft in Rosemont. So we gotta support female athletes. So yeah, that that's gonna take a take a hit, I think. Yeah, I got another one too. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this. I I believe I said it once before. As much as I talk about all the other sports like football, I'm an interesting one. I played tennis throughout high school and throughout my most of my childhood. Tennis has said that there are no events through May. They even Ooh. delayed the next Grand Slam, the French Open, through mid-September. Wow. Mid-September. And by that time, Wimbledon, which is the biggest tennis tournament in the history of tennis, one of the biggest tournaments or center court is one of the biggest venues in the sporting world, actually. Wimbledon isn't till late June, early July. The U.S. Open doesn't start till late August, early September. They just put that back behind the other two Grand Slams. So that pushes their whole season back. And th- this, this pandemic started right when they had a big tournament in Indian Wells, California, where that is, like I said, we touched – We've touched base on that. The West Coast has gotten absolutely slammed by this. Um, but tennis, it's not looking good for the ATP and the WTA. I don't know what their seasons will hold, but obviously as a tennis player, as a tennis fan growing up, it hurts. I don't know. I think they're they're not in a good spot either. Yeah. Going into, like, how you played, like, uh, tennis in, like, high school, the NCAA have, uh, has uh, canceled all spring sports. And – Men and women's uh, March Madness for basketball, and that that, is, that hurts. March Madness might be the most devastating thing of all because, guys, today we would have had the last first four games. This Sunday, we were supposed to know what the bracket looked like. Tomorrow was supposed to start the madness, and, but now. It is not March Madness, folks. It is March Sadness. It is. I'm, I'm just it's very sad. Very sad. I remember watching all these games in like when I was in high school, just like throughout the day. Teachers wouldn't even care. They'd just be like, they wouldn't even care. That I'd just be sitting on my computer just watching March Madness. That's how. That's how good March Madness is. On my normal school day, which is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I was so ready on Friday to pull out my phone and just tune in. You know, keep one eye, keep one eye on my teacher, keep one eye on my phone. 
Um, but it's just, is that even possible? Overall, one eye on your teacher, one eye on your, on your phone. Well, you, you get the point, but yeah. I think, I think we all know what the biggest, uh, or what the, what the picture is here. I mean, March madness being canceled. I mean, you, I, no matter what, no matter what your take is on like any sport, like whatever your favorite sport is, I think everyone gets wrapped up in March madness and everyone picks a team to bandwagon. Most everyone does a bracket. And this is our this is our major bandwagon phase where we we ride them until until they get knocked out. Like two years ago, we didn't even really know anything. But Loyola Chicago Loyola. was it awesome to see them go to the final four. That that was unreal, especially since they were from Illinois and from Chicago. That's close to us, so we I, I, I was riding that bandwagon. Oh my god, I love that. Uh, I but did again, too. just. I feel like just an, as an overall sports fan, um, everyone gets so wrapped up in March Madness. Everyone loves it. It's intense. Some people consider it the greatest time of year in sports. I think it's definitely up there. But yeah, it's definitely up there for sure. I think that this this might be the, the biggest impact. Yeah. Right. It has to happen right, right literally a week before the bracket comes mm-hmm. out. So unfortunate. Yeah, for sure. The NCAA also impacted my season for track, too, since it canceled the entire season. And we just got done with indoor season, so we're going to outdoor track. And now that's completely out the window. Yeah, I'm sorry that your track season got canceled, man. It's all good. We just got just to gotta keep, keep on going on the grind, embracing it, and get ready for cross-country season. Yeah, next year, whenever that'll start. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, hopefully on time. Hopefully, this all this thing will be will be in the back in the back pocket by now by then. Yeah, I think our only option at this point is again just one day at a time. Keep waiting it out. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we will get better. It's just we don't know when. Yeah, that's all you can do we at this point. When. All you can do at this point. Yep. So uh, moving on to. Uh, NASCARs, you're more knowledgeable on this, but NASCARs suspended races, right? Yeah, I am. I I am a NASCAR fan. Um, actually, going into last week, uh, I believe it was Friday. NASCAR was the one of the, if not the only sport that has that did not cancel anything. They announced uh, last weekend going into the Atlanta Motor Speedway race because that's where they were going. Atlanta Motor Speedway, and then the next weekend it hosted Miami Speedway down in Florida that they would hold the next two races without fans, but they would continue to proceed with their normal events until Friday came. They canceled Atlanta, then they canceled Homestead Miami, and then they announced, I believe it was Monday or yesterday, that they're canceled or postponed through May 11th, and that brings them to martinsville in virginia so that i know from looking at the schedule the next about six seven races have been canceled or postponed wow yeah and it could like it could be more too because that mid-may mark i mean we heard the nba talk about mid-june being the best case scenario for them to return it is different again for each sport but you never know the severity of it. If it could get better, if it could get worse, we don't know right now, and and it just varies. 
Yeah. So it's gonna t- it's gonna take a blow on you and you and my brother for sure. Yeah. No, no NASCAR for a while. I know. Uh, it's different for sure. I'll miss it, and I uh, I I'm I will be going to the Chicagoland race, which takes place. We're going for all four races. It's June, I believe, eighteenth through the twenty first. And yeah, me and your brother, we are. I'm going because I I go with Jack's younger brother every year. We are big NASCAR fans. Uh, we are hoping that it, it we are allowed, or even it's back for that matter by then. Yeah. So, like you said, you gotta take it day by day because anything could change in a day. So you can only go yeah. from there since this is this is in the fog right now. It is really all you can do at this point. And then some uh, other sports that have been uh, canceled. I believe the Masters for Golf has been canceled as well or postponed or something like that. Yep. The and- Masters and the PGA Championship was also postponed. I believe they said all tournaments through, I believe it was June 6th or 7th. Wow. I, I could be wrong about that, but I did. The Masters and the PGA Championship were the two big events that got canceled. I, I believe it was called PGA Championship. Yeah, sounds right. And then uh, soccer has also been suspended indefinitely. Because I know, I know a, lot, a lot of players over, like, in different countries have been, have tested positive for coronavirus. Yeah, uh, there is that. I, I heard there's a league in Europe. I'm not sure. There's a couple soccer leagues in Europe. But there was a league that I heard suspended all play and just anything in general until June 2021. 2021? Over a year wow. from now. No that, soccer that in that league. That's crazy. It, it is. Well, again, uh, we some countries have a lot worse than others. Like Italy, Italy has it probably worse than anyone yeah. in the world right now. Like their country is literally shut down. Yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. I heard. I heard um, that people can get arrested for just walking out of their house. It is that unsafe. Wow, that that's crazy. Yeah. So I believe, they, yeah. Yeah, it's whatever you do, guys, just stay safe. Stay safe, wash your hands, stay inside. Social distancing. Yeah. I know it's tough, but it we will all get through this as a nation together. We will. It's Corona time. Yeah, I wish I could have one of those right now. The actual one. Yeah, but just keep... Just stay safe out there, guys. So wash your hands. Practice social distancing. We'll get through this. Tyler, yep. you know what time it is right now, right? I, I I can't say that I don't know what time it is, but I'm ready. Let's get into this 2020 NFL free agency. Let's go. Man, oh, man. Have we had... A lot. The cra- craziest, are- the craziest, crazy, crazy, craziest free agency in probably the history of the NFL. And I, I believe that too. I believe the last two or three years have been the craziest. This year, absolutely. This year is all years uh, over the top, over the top, right, right there. No, absolutely. I mean, 
we thought it'd be wild. Like me, you, and Andrew thought it would be wild, but I don't think anyone expected it to be this wild. Yeah. So, how we get right into this? Yeah, man. So uh, I, do I, I don't think I don't think teams could like officially like say that they're signing these guys, but it's reported that that they're signing. So. Yes, the negotiating period for players to start working on deals with teams began on Monday. I'm not sure what time that was, but I do know this because I was watching NFL Live on ESPN today, and the new league year started today at 4 o'clock Eastern time. So 3 o'clock our time is when the new league year officially began. Teams, they can make it official, put the pen to the paper, that is when teams can officially start signing the deals. And also on social media and whatnot, the teams could not, for the NFL rules, could not make announcements regarding the deals because it's it's part of the disclosement and all that issue. Yeah. But. So who do you want to talk about first? There's a lot. I mean, you, we, I think we already know the we biggest have, name. We have to go, we, we have to go TB12. We want to say we want to we want him to go first or last. Let's let's keep him for last. Last for the best yep. one. All right, TB twelve. We will save you. Uh, hmm. I this is this. I don't know why this is just one that's on the top of my mind right now. Pretty big signing for the most part. But I'm gonna go uh, Byron Jones to the Miami Dolphins. On a on a believe it was a five year. I actually forgot the money worth that. The Dolphins made Byron Jones the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL. And this is a very fun fact. I think people will kind of cringe at this. Not necessarily cringe, but be like, hmm. The Miami Dolphins have the two highest-paid cornerbacks in the league on their on their franchise right now. Yeah. yeah. It is Byron, Byron Jones from the Cowboys is now the highest-paid cornerback for the Miami Dolphins right there. But before that, they – well, I believe he was not a free agent, but Xavier Howard is the other guy. He is the second highest paid cornerback. Miami spending lots of money this offseason. That was not the only move they have made. Miami is probably the team that most people are looking at as making a splash in free agency. That is just one of the big deals they made. Yeah, 100%. That, that's a huge, huge deal for them. And the Dolphins are on the up, up around the upslope right now. They're absolutely. I believe they're going to do a lot better than they did last year, but I'm not jinxing anything. I think I think the Dolphins will be better than last year. The one piece of the puzzle that I think they still have not figured out, which is okay, is quarterback, and I yeah. think that will be figured out by draft time because the rumors about Tua Tagovailoa have not been official yet. But we will see. Quarterback is still the one position that I think they they still have kind of up in the air. But I think I don't think Miami will necessarily win the division yet. But I think they will be a, a, a more than a five win team. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna be play a lot bigger, a lot better than they did last year. So, Definitely agree with that. Yeah. So uh, speaking of quarterbacks, you know, I think you know where I'm gonna go with this one. Uh, Chicago Bears have signed Nick Foles. For now, be careful when you say. Or, now, be careful when you say that. They traded. They, they for traded. Nick Foles. They they acquired in a trade with the 
with the Jags in exchange for a fourth round pick. So, and the deals, the deal for that was it was yes, it was a trade. Nick Foles is technically still under contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars for three years. He's on a four year deal last year. Uh, very, very just really, really bad deal by Jacksonville on their part. He did not do good for them this year at all, despite playing around four games. Gardner Minshew is obviously the new man for the Jaguars, the legend himself, Mr. Jorts. Uh, Gardner's the guy now, but Nick Foles, uh, three years left on his contract. The Bears did take that contract. They restructured it, and he could void it after this year, depending on how his performance goes. So he, he I, I think it's kind of like an opt-out clause. Like Nick, Nick Foles, after this year, can say, all right, I'm, I'm heading out if I want to. But the Bears have taken on his contract now. Yeah. So, so how what, what are you feeling about this trade? About this trade? At first, I did not really like it at all. Uh, I was really, really hoping the Bears would go after Cam Newton, but I heard stuff that his uh, his physical and his health they were not looking to get on that because Cam Newton missed fourteen games last year due to, I believe, a shoulder injury. I believe that's what it was, not the foot. No, it was the foot. The shoulder was the one before. Uh, Cam Newton was the one that I wanted them to go after the most. Uh, then it was Andy Dalton, but Andy Dalton, I don't even know what in the world is going on. I mean, people have been saying for months the Bengals are – it's basically a done deal, Joe Burrow to the Bengals at number one. So Andy Dalton, that kind of leaves him in a bye-bye scenario. He's still a Bengal right now. So I, there, I don't really know where he has to go at this point. Yeah. Um, but Nick Foles, if we're going back to that, was not the first guy I wanted. Uh, at first I was pretty disappointed, but the more I heard these guys talking about it, the more I kind of realized that he is very familiar with head coach Matt Nagy. He is very familiar with quarterbacks coach John Filippo. He is very familiar with our offensive coordinator, Bill Lazor. His best statistical season where he threw 27 touchdowns and two interceptions back in 2013 with the Philadelphia Eagles. The offensive coordinator from the year was none other than Bill Lazor, who is our offensive coordinator right now, even though he's our play designer. And Nagy is the play, play caller. But Foles has been with Nagy in Philadelphia and for a little bit in Kansas City. And John Filippo was his offensive coordinator or quarterbacks coach when they won the Super Bowl in Philadelphia. So, you know what? I'm not ready to say right now that this is going to be something, oh my God, this is the move that put the Bears over the top. I'm not ready to say though that it's going to be, oh, this move sucks. Why can we have gotten someone else? I'm just going to play it back. You know what? Looking at, looking at all the history, all right, but let's see how this pans out. It could go good. It could go bad. We'll see what we got. But the real pressure now is what is going to happen with Mitchell Trubisky. Will he be the starter? Will he just be that kind of odd man out, see you later guy? This is it now. We might be nearing the end of the Mitchell Trubisky era in Chicago because Nick Foles is very familiar with everyone on this offensive staff. And whether you like it or not, he's going to be the, the quarterback for the Bears within the next, within this season and maybe even a couple seasons after that. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree with you there. Nick Foles will also 
helped Trubisky a lot in his development, hopefully, because with two decent quarterbacks, they're going to push each other and they're going to, they're going to get that kind of, that friendly competition. So it'll push push both of the, both of them. So hopefully it it produces produces the results. Hopefully. Absolutely, and honestly, my best case scenario for that. I don't want to spend too long on the Bears, but it just sucks because he gets so wrapped in. Um, I would really, really like to see Foles start Week One, or have Trubisky maybe start maybe a game or two. If he doesn't do anything, put Foles in right away. Yeah. Do not make Mitchell Trubisky last. I'd say Mitchell Trubisky's ceiling for starts this year is four weeks. Yeah. If he starts more than four games, I feel like his time is overdone. But also another thing, no matter what happens before that in training camp, do not exercise his fifth-year option in May. Decline it. Do not bring Trubisky back. He is not. He's not the answer. Yeah. I, and I'm sorry. I as much as I as much as I just hate saying it though, I appreciate Mitch. He's given us his all. He's tried. But he's just—he's overvalued, and he—he he just wasn't—he wasn't the guy. Yeah. I—I uh, I appreciate all his efforts, man. But it just—it's it, been proven time and time again he is not the guy for our franchise, or yeah. maybe for anyone's franchise, unfortunately. But yeah, I think I think I think this is a clear indication that no matter how long it takes, you know, like I said, training camp week one, week four, maybe. Nick Foles, this will be Nick Foles' team. Yeah, 100%. 100% agree with you there. So, just close close that Mitchell, Mitch Trubisky book and open up the Nick Foles book. I, I'm i interested to see. I mean, he Super Bowl MVP, uh, his last win as a starting quarterback came in the very infamous double-joint game in the in the wild card round of the playoffs, where I literally remember myself dropping to my knees, putting my hands on my head in a state of shock for about three to five minutes without flinching because I was so in shock. Uh, but that was where Nick Foles last won a professional football game in the NFL. Uh, so I think I think his uh, next chapter will start in Chicago. We'll see how it goes, man. But I'm I'm ready. I'm not, I'm I like to see where this goes. Yeah, 100% agree with you there. How about you take us to the next uh, free agent? All right, I got to think about that first. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll go on a quarterback route. Uh, you know what? Just kind of thought of this now. I believe it was Tuesday morning. I was getting pretty excited. The Bears were negotiating with Teddy Bridgewater, and I was ready. I was like, hey, Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves, coming to the Windy City. Uh, but that was not the case. Bridgewater went in a different direction and instead signed a three-year, $63 million deal with the Carolina Panthers. This is an interesting deal, I feel like, because Cam Newton is still under contract for Carolina. But this signing with Teddy Bridgewater essentially means Cam Newton is out of Carolina. And Cam Newton made it very clear on social media. He did not ask for this. He did not want this. He quoted that, you guys did this to me. Please do not make it seem like I wanted this. And was very frustrated. Um, he wants to be in Charlotte. 
but this is the direction that they're going. And honestly, from a standpoint, I feel bad for Cam, but I could also see where Carolina is going with this because Carolina is one of those teams that is trying to rebuild right now under new head coach Matt Rule, who did a tremendous job building Temple University and Baylor up. He's here now in Carolina. Uh, uh, new owner or general manager David Tepper is in there as well. Um, another reason, though, why I feel like Bridgewater, they, ju- they jumped the gate very quickly to sign Bridgewater, was their new offensive coordinator is Joe Brady. He was the offensive coordinator at LSU the last season uh, when they won the national championship. But the year before that, he was, I believe, the passing game coordinator for the New Orleans Saints. Teddy Bridgewater was on the Saints the last two years. He is familiar with Joe Brady. He knows the offense. So I think Carolina was starting to get a sense of familiarity and sense of urgency. Like, man, this guy knows our system. Let's get him right now. Because Bridgewater was one of those guys that was going to have a high market, a higher market than most people anticipated. And Carolina jumped the gun and got him. So congrats, Bridgewater. I I would have liked to see him in a Bears uniform, but – it's going to be, it's gonna be it interesting is. what he's going to do with uh, Carolina now. I will say this, though. I will not be surprised if Carolina gets last in that division. We'll get to that later because that NFC South division might just be the toughest division in football next season. 100%. But congratulations they, they to Teddy Bridgewater on, on the deal. He had yeah. a pretty bad injury. Now he gets another chance. We'll see what he does. Like I said, he's familiar with Joe Brady. So we'll see how they mesh together in the rebuilding Carolina Panthers under head coach Matt Rule. Yeah. Also, uh, Carolina also signed uh, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen to uh, exclusive rights free agent sign, and he signed a one year extension. Yeah, uh, Kyle Allen's back, back. So you could obviously see the backup. I believe they still have Will Greer, their rookie selection out of West Virginia. They're pretty loaded to quarterback there. There though. Allen and Greer, I think, will battle for a backup spot. But it is no no question. You're paying $21 million for Bridgewater. Yeah. He is the starting quarterback, no doubt about it. No doubt. So um, another free agent I want to go to is uh, we talked about this with Andrew, uh, Jack Conklin. He agreed to terms on a three-year, $42 million deal with the Cleveland Browns with a uh, 30 mil guaranteed. Yeah, Jack Conklin was uh, – the Titans had, to, had some decisions to make. It all started out, though, with them signing Ryan Tannehill to right now the biggest contract in free agency in terms of guaranteed money. Uh, so Tannehill, they locked him up. Then people started realizing it was – the franchise tag was in play for either him, Jack Conklin, or Derrick Henry, their breakout running back. There was a case for both. Henry, the leading rusher last year in the NFL – Conklin, a big part of that offensive line protecting Tannehill and breaking up Big Ernst Henry, they ultimately decided to franchise tag Derrick Henry, which I cannot blame them at all. We were were getting into the running backs a little bit, and honestly, Henry is one of the rare talents that I think deserves a big deal. And you know what? Locking him up like that, I have no problem with that. But that ultimately left Jack Conklin out to go. And honestly, we have not talked about it. I think Andrew might have touched base on on this, but huge move for the Browns. It is. Huge move. The Browns had one of the worst offensive lines last year. I think they could have been a lot better if their offensive line was better. Baker Mayfield had no time to throw the ball. As much mm-hmm. as we want to talk shit about Baker Mayfield, 
he had no time to throw the ball last year. Now, yeah. Jack Conklin, that's one piece of the puzzle right there. He's still got four, three or four other guys. but that's a, It's a huge that, addition to, for the Browns' uh, offensive line, for sure. Exactly. Arguably one of the biggest offensive tackles on the free agent market. Big deal. They locked him up. Big move for the Browns. They are, they are, I think the Browns will be a lot better in the Kevin Stefanski-led Browns than the Freddie Kitchens-led Browns. Yeah. They're already proving to me that I feel like there will be better. It's, it's only one addition. Baltimore. It's only one addition, but any, any, one, any addition is better than it, there was last year. Absolutely. And, and I know you are – I think – well, I'm not, I'm not going to do this for my – Next one, because I know you did Conklin. But another big Browns addition they added was Titan Austin Hooper from the Atlanta Falcons. It's another weapon for Baker Mayfield. Four-year, $44 million. Hooper breaks the bank for the biggest Titan uh, contract annual salary in NFL history. It was expected, honestly, yeah. for Hooper. But, again, another big signing for the Browns. Like I said, a lot of big, A lot of big for, moves this season for the Browns this offseason. I think so. It's another weapon for Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski's offense. I'm yeah. liking what I'm seeing more from the Browns. I think they'll be a lot better than they were last year. Yeah. Uh, but just wanted to touch base on that uh, since we were already talking about that. Um, going said, going uh, back, going, going to the Browns too, Case Keenum, Casey Keenum has agreed to a three-year $18 million deal, including a 10 mil guaranteed. That's, also, Keenum, that's yeah. also a step up. I would say Case Keenum. Yep, that is that is a backup quarterback deal. Now, I personally would totally take this deal if I would, if I was Keenum. Obviously, did, but I think this is a great deal for Keenum. And not only that, but I think this is a this is essentially a a spot where this is a prove it kind of thing. Keenum has been around the league a lot. This is his, this is Baker Mayfield's time now. He has got weapons. He's got a good offensive coach who's been established for the last decade with the Vikings. If Baker Mayfield does not perform to his abilities with these weapons and this new head coach, which I think is a lot better, this was their plan. If Mayfield is not the guy, this is your this is your next guy. This is your next guy in place to kind of take over at the moment. He's not a long term solution, but it's a it's an at the moment thing. He's locked up for now. It's I, a, I it's a good good situation to have for sure. It is. And honestly, you know what? If you don't play, hell, $10 million guaranteed, 18 mil for three years, I'd take that. Yeah, I'd, t- I'd take that in a heartbeat. Well, but going back to that, though, as of now, I do think Mayfield will take a step up yeah. next year under Stefanski. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you went with uh, Conklin, right? Yeah. Yes. This one, uh, yeah, I think I think I'll, I'll start with this one, and then you can go into the other one uh, if you want to. If you or if you if you got another one, I'll just go to that one. Uh, I was gonna go to this one first, but this one broke way earlier. This trade might be one of the most shocking trades in NFL recent memory, if not NFL history. The Houston Texans traded. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals for a draft pick. Two, no, two, one or two draft picks. And what did the Texans get back? David Johnson 
running back, and another draft pick. First of all, first of all, what in the hell are you doing if you're Bill, Bill O'Brien right now? What in the world was the sense no behind this idea. deal? That's a, I mean, that's a wow. I'm, I, I am pretty sure on most everyone's list, this is my personal list, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, and Julio Jones are, in my opinion, the three best receivers in football. No doubt. If Hopkins isn't, if Hopkins isn't in your top three, I think he's surely a top five receiver. What are you doing if you're Bill O'Brien trading him, who is Hopkins is still young. He's 28 years old. He is n- no stretch by means a veteran. He, uh, well, yeah, he's been around for a while, but he's 28. He still has gas up in the tank. Look at freaking the guy who he's going with, Larry Fitzgerald, for God's sakes. Larry Fitzgerald's like entering his 17th season. The dude's an animal. Now he's going there, but uh, you're the Texans. You'd want to overthrow Bill O'Brien as your GM and head coach right now. I, I don't know why you'd trade him for a fourth-round pick in exchange for just like David the Johnson. draft picks for David Johnson as well as don't, a 2020 second-round pick. This is the, this was the part, though, that, I, that, that just puzzles me so much. Not only are you getting rid of a not just a core threat to your team, but one of the biggest threats in the league who is starting to mesh very, very well, and if not has meshed very, very well, with your young franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson, who I think everyone can say he has taken a step up every single year he has been in the league. Watson and Hopkins is one of the pretty deadly duos in the league. And, and now you, you lose, away. lose one of them from a trade. That. I don't. I don't know what the thinking was there. Was there? I well, there were reports coming out that Hopkins and O'Brien had a shady relationship for a while. Um, maybe that was the sense to it. I maybe. heard something about uh, O'Brien didn't like how uh, Hopkins was having all of his baby mamas around, or something about how uh, he called him into a meeting, and the, the only other meeting I've had. To this con- uh, to this concern with Aaron Hernandez, very very strange if that's all true. But bottom line is, you traded DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is a top three, if not top five, wide receiver in the league for literally nothing. I'm I'm very sorry. And and you detonate your your dynamic duo in Watson and Hopkins. Absolutely, and I am not trying to diss David Johnson by any means, but. David Johnson has been hurt the last three, four years. He was an explosive playmaker with Bruce Arians and Carson Palmer in Arizona. But after, I believe, was Arians retired or something like that, he has had just injury problems and has not been the same. We've seen the Cardinals turn to guys like Adrian Peterson, uh, Chris Johnson even for a little while, Chase Edmonds, and, and Kenyon Drake, which I think was a great trade by the Cardinals. Kenyon Drake is really broke out to be one of the most underrated dual threat receivers in the league or running backs. I'm sorry, in the league, you got him now. Johnson was clearly out the door, but you took, they took on his whole contract too. Yeah. I, and like I said, I think, I think David Johnson is talent. I'm not denying that, but he has had constant injury issues the last three or four years, which is limited to under half the games. 
head-scratching move by the Texans. I thought the Texans would cash in on Melvin Gordon or possibly another big free agent running back, but they got one and traded, literally gave away a one of the best receivers in the league. Very, very... I, I, like I said, if I were the Texans right now, if I were the fans, I would legit try to overthrow Bill O'Brien because that is... What a terrible move. Yeah. I do not know what else to say to that except wow. And and also one more thing. I know you want to go into your next one. Another big weapon for Kyler Murray. That air raid offense is going to be scary next year under Cliff Kingsbury. Murray, Fitzgerald, Hopkins, Kenyon, Drake. Sheesh. I can't wait to see the Cardinals throw the ball next year. It is going to be fun. It it definitely will be for sure. So um, up for my next uh, free agent, I want to go to uh, quarterback uh, Philip Rivers agreed to a one year deal worth twenty five million guaranteed to the Indianapolis Colts. That that I th- I think that's a good move for Philip Rivers for sure. I know we talked about Rivers for a little bit on the on the episode with Andrew, but I think I think this is the best option for Philip Rivers. Yeah, if you don't have any more to add to that, I think, like I said, for some reason, I really thought Rivers and Bruce Arians would be a dream pairing, but obviously we know Bruce Arians cashing on his guy. We'll talk about that later, uh, but... Yeah, I think we all pretty much saw this coming with Rivers after it was announced the Chargers were letting him go. Um, good move. Uh, we'll see. Rivers declined a lot last year. Didn't throw as many picks as Jameis Winston, but still he threw a lot. Um, but now he's got a great offensive line. I think the Colts might have the best offensive line in football. He's got a great offensive line to protect him. He's got some good weapons. I, I think the, I'd say the Chargers have a little bit better of weapons than him. T.Y. Hilton is a great receiver. I don't know if Devin Funches is back. Jack Doyle is back. Ebron is a free agent. I don't know the, the, the necessities of that, but he's reuniting with former uh, his former, I believe it was coach or former player, uh, Frank Reich, the head coach. They know each other. And then the, uh, the offensive coordinator, uh, Nick, oh, man, I forgot his last name. It's something with an S. Nick Scrah, I don't know. I forgot his last name. Uh, Rivers is familiar with him as well. So, like I said, as much as I wanted to see Rivers to the Bucks, uh, I think we all knew this move was coming. Uh, but congrats to Rivers. Very simple, straight up, one-year deal. And if we and if we we're going to want this to go again, we'll Nick, make another Nick, deal. Uh, Sirianni? Sirianni, yes. Yeah, it's a good good deal for Rivers. I think I think you know what with with the Texans downfalling like that, and everyone I feel like is a little unsure about Tannehill's deal with the Titans. Is he really the guy? We'll see with this Colts team. Yeah, we'll we'll see, but I I think it's a good move for. I think the Colts will definitely take. uh, It'll be a positive trade for them. Positive impact. I think so. Uh, another thing, though, the Colts. What is Jacoby Brissett's future with that team? They, they, there were concerns that he wasn't the guy. They, this is what they obviously decided on. They needed to make a little bit of a change. 
what will Brissett's future be as a quarterback, not only not only for the Indianapolis Colts, but as a possible starting quarterback again in the NFL. We we really don't know. No. So it is a shame to see. It is. Let's see. Yeah, hey, if you got an, if you got anything else, no, no, I'm, go now. I'm good. You can go now. Well, the one wide receiver news that I just touched on was pretty shocking. This one, I'd say, is so, is it, it? It was shocking, but not as groundbreaking as Hopkins because this wide receiver has poked around with with wanting to leave before, and ultimately, he wasn't kidding this time, or not even kidding. He got his wish. The Minnesota Vikings traded wide receiver Stefan Diggs to the Buffalo Bills for four draft picks. Four, four draft, draft picks. picks. Now that just compare this trade. I the the um, the Bills got, I believe, a draft pick too with Diggs, but the Vikings got four draft picks: three this year, one next year. For Stefan Diggs, just compare this to the DeAndre Hopkins trade when all they got back was David Johnson, and I believe it was two draft picks. And the Vikings got, in a very injury bottle up David Johnson, four draft picks. That's interesting. I, and I believe I believe one of them if it was if it wasn't the first rounder they definitely got a second rounder for Diggs, but the Vikings, I mean it's tough because uh, Diggs has shown his frustration. Ultimately, like I said, he's been, he's been traded. He's 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 out. He's no longer there. Uh, who they'll turn to is that number two receiver because now it's very obvious that Adam Thielen is the number one guy in Minnesota, whether I'm, I'm sure people were confused if it was Diggs or Thielen number one, uh, but now it is Adam Thielen. Who they'll turn to as the number two will be interesting. Uh, Laquan Treadwell may be a name. Ola B.C. Johnson, if, if he's still around. Or maybe the Vikings will be one of the guys that cashes in in this wide receiver heavy draft class. Um, or maybe they'll play for Emmanuel Sanders. We'll see. Just just thought of that right now. Uh, but the Vikings, I think the Vikings will be all right, honestly. They're kind of in a win-now-ready team. But the same thing with the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills got a weapon in Stephon Diggs. That's mm-hmm. a huge, number, huge move for the Bills. Huge move. Oh, absolutely. And, and their number one receiver last year was Cole Beasley, the longtime Dallas Cowboy, and John Brown. Imagine what... Beasley and Brown can basically basically be slot receivers now. One of them had to go long routes. Now Diggs is that guy. Diggs is the obviously obvious new number one. Beasley and Brown can kind of go back into their other roles that they've had with the Cowboys and then Brown with the other teams. Josh Allen just got himself a good wide receiver. Buffalo, I will not be shocked at all if they win that AFC East next year yeah. with, the, with the groundbreaking move that happened yesterday. Buffalo is coming. Sean McDermott and Josh Allen are building a great, great team right now. Buffalo yeah. is coming. They, they weren't that here. far behind last year either. And it's they with, with they this gave, move, they the Patriots a scare twice. With this move, Bills are definitely, I think, going to win that division. Bills Mafia, 
get ready to jump through yeah, some more tables year. next year. Some division winning tables next year. Hundred percent. That's that's a huge, huge acquire acquirement from from the Vikings for the Bills are gonna put be put over the top now for sure. Absolutely. Do you think it's that time yet? Hey man, if you want to make it that time, or if you, or do you got more? Uh, you got more moves? No, I think that's all the ones I wanted to cover. All right, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- I'll. I'll try and think if there's one more that uh, I want to cover. All right. So. Uh, 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 I don't really know if there's any other. There's there's some big ones, obviously, but the Bears got Robert Quinn from the Dallas Cowboys. That is true. A uh, good good edge rusher, a veteran. Another good guy on the, on the defensive line. Um, some people were kind of questioning this because he's been an injured veteran, but I think Quinn will fit really, really well with the other guys in the D-line, like uh, Eddie Goldman, Akeem Hicks, and Cleo Mack. I think Quinn will be fantastic on that D-line. It, I think it's just another veteran, yeah. another big veteran boost to that defense. Yeah. Didn't the Bears, then, the Bears also signed uh, Jimmy Graham too, right? Jimmy Graham was the other Bears signing that I wanted to get to. I'm not a huge fan of this. I think Jimmy Graham has been on the decline for a long time now. Maybe he just needs a new start. Well, that's the thing. We all know the Bears had a messed up tight end situation last year with Trey Burton being hurt so much. And now with him still being under contract, they wanted to find someone else. I re- if, if we didn't get Hooper, I thought Hooper would be a long shot. Eric Ebron was the guy I wanted, but Ebron is still in the market. They went for Jimmy Graham, a declining Jimmy Graham. Honestly, a disappointing move. Maybe he'll surprise us, and and uh, he'll do a lot better than he has in the past for the Bears. But But something I did see made me think a little bit. We may we might not need Jimmy Graham a whole lot after all because if Trey Burton gets healthy, who's going to be the quarterback of that team? Nick Foles possibly, and who who threw Nick Foles that Philly special ball in the Super Bowl? Oh wait, Ooh. it was Trey Burton. They are reunited again in Chicago. So hopefully, we we can only hope Trey Burton stays healthy and Foles comes in and maybe rejuvenates him a little bit. But as far as the Jimmy Graham signing goes, I'm personally not a huge fan of it. I think Jimmy Graham has been on the decline for a, a, a good amount now. And his production with even Aaron Rodgers as quarterback was blah. I, I, guess we'll, I guess we'll just have to see see how he does this season. And then maybe maybe he's, he's going to change with the Bears. Maybe not. Who knows at yeah. this point. Yeah, and then, oh, one other thing. The Bears also released, with the signing of Robert Quinn, they released Leonard Floyd. Uh, thank you, Floyd. Uh, he His production went down over the last couple of years, but it's a move we kind of all expected, and he agreed to a one-year 10 mil deal with the Los Angeles Rams today because uh, the Rams lost a lot in defense as well. So, yeah. but thank, everyone thank you to him, though. Thank yeah, you. Floyd, Floyd's a good, Thank Floyd's a good Floyd. player. Uh, I believe we will play the Rams next season. Uh, we were both third place in, in our division, so we will see him on the other side of the field next year. 
Uh, but that's that's all the Bears signings. And I just wanted to touch back to them a little bit. Uh, but man, oh man, is it time? I I think I think I think it's time. Is um, it time? It's time. So the end, Let us all end, just of an, end of an era. Let and us all just digest this. The most probably the most historic move in NFL history right now. End of an era for the New England Patriots. Well, actually, let's just focus on that. Tom Brady will not be on the Patriots next season. That's, just don't even, that's crazy. Don't even think of him not even retiring, not playing in a Patriots uniform. What? What? That's crazy. Like, we, 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 we thought of the other great quarterbacks – Obviously, did another uniform was Joe Montana with the Chiefs, Brett Favre with the Packers and the Jets, or I'm sorry, the Vikings and the Jets. Um, Johnny Unitas with the Chargers back in the day. Joe Namath with the Rams. Pretty much all the great quarterbacks have found different uniforms at the end of their career. Um, it happens to a lot of people, but I I just never envisioned Tom Brady playing in a different uniform. I don't think anyone did. I don't think anyone ever imagined Tom Brady playing in another uniform other than the New England Patriots. But this this is by far the greatest sports run we've ever seen. I think love, love him or hate him, love him or hate him, he's done a lot of good things for the with the Patriots. He's he's I the go. I think this New England Patriots dynasty with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. The Michael Jordan dynasty with Chicago Bulls in the 1990s and Wayne Gretzky's dominance of hockey with the Edmonton Oilers are they? I don't even know what you can say about those three. Easily the greatest in each of their sports, respectively. I don't know if you can put one ahead of the other in just terms of greatness overall, but in terms of football, football is a total team sport. Hockey and basketball, there are a lot less players on, on the team. This will never be done again. Mm-mm. Tom Brady, man. Tom, 20 years with the Patriots. Tom Brady agreed to join the Buc- the Buccaneers on a $30 million per year deal. And, yep, there it is. Let it sink in, folks. Wow. I mean, it, just put it this way. Like I said, him playing another uniform is shocking, but – out of all the franchises that we were picturing him in, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like, just sounding that, just saying that just sounds weird. Tom Brady to the Buccaneers. Like. Can't even, I, just, can't I even, even describe it. it. It's. Shocking. You can't even put it into words. It's just. So shocking. Like, Tom Brady is a Buccaneer. Tom Brady to the Buccaneers. Wow. I mean, hell. Awesome for him. And you know what? This is, this is not just from the fact, like, let's put, let's, let's just imagine that we are Tom Brady right now. This is a whole new experience because I mean, we can touch base on this being different in so many different aspects. Obviously, a new city for the first time in his career, 
a new coach, a new team around him with buttloads of weapons. Uh, Bruce Arians, what a guy to be paired with. This is going to be a match that is must-see TV with these kind of weapons. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, most notably. But just from a culture standpoint, like we have always talked about the Patriot way as being like the Patriots have, have set the standard for just utmost dominance and just class across the whole league. And now that Tom Brady, the leader of that among all the players is gone. So shocking culture change just from that right there. And let's not forget the Super Bowl is being held in Tampa this year. That is just crazy. Super Bowl crazy in business. Tampa. Tom Brady in Tampa. You know what? I'll be honest. I'll, I'll jump on the Buccaneers bandwagon for them to go to the Super Bowl to be played in Tampa. The, I they'll be the first to team to happen. host a uh, Super Bowl and win if they make it and make it to the Super Bowl, I believe, too. It's basically going to be a home game. Yeah. History in the and books the, right there. The other thing that I couldn't think of for Brady, we touched on city, we touched on team and coach, we touched on culture. The other thing, too, that I really, that we really all did not see, Tom Brady, to stay on the New England Patriots as long as he have, has, he has, has taken pay cut after pay cut after pay cut to be on this team. For them to, 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 to prioritize other positions so that he can stay in this winning culture. I'll take pay cuts to, for you guys to just go retool on anything you want. Yeah. I don't care. I just want – I like being in this position because I I want to win. I love, I love what's going on here. But let's just put it in this way. Like you said, Jack, the deal. Tom Brady with the Patriots has never made more than $23 million a season. And Jack, wow. how much did you say is he roughly making a season with the Buccaneers now? Thirty million. Thirty million a year. This is something that Tom Brady has never seen before, but he sure wants it. Otherwise, he would million, not have wow. jumped the gun for it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I'm, I'm going to have to hop on the Tampa Bay Buccaneer bandwagon. I I, I'm a I'm just, a Tom Brady fan though. So, I don't think that'll be a bandwagon because I'm a Brady fan. This is going to be just – it's must-see TV not just because Brady is in a new uniform. It's must-see TV because Brady has a great offense around him and a great coach and a very underrated defense as well. Tampa Bay, now he is paired with Matt Ryan and the Falcons, Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers, and – my God, Drew Brees and the Saints. He plays Drew Brees twice a year. We always talk about we want to see a Tom Brady and Drew Brees Super Bowl and we missed out. We're getting Tom Brady and Drew Brees for twice a year now. Are you kidding me? This is is awesome. It's awesome. It's unreal. Can't wait. This is awesome, man. The top two in passing touchdowns. Top two two quarterbacks in, like, in like recent history of the league, unbelievable. That's I. I honestly can't wait for that. It's gonna be so much fun. No words, though. No, no words. words for this. Um, 
at Bullock said, all the, of all the teams that we've somewhat envisioned him going to, like, we've, we've, we've heard all the West Coast teams primarily throughout there, the Las Vegas Raiders being a possibility, the San Francisco 49ers, although I kind of I kind of thought that that was unlikely from the start because they had Garoppolo. It's been his hometown favorite team since he was a kid. They were never – they were sort of there. The Los Angeles Chargers were another one uh, that were there almost until the very end. And then the one exception other than where he went is the Tennessee Titans, and that's because uh, Mike Vrabel, his former teammate, is the head coach. Vrabel and him are – Really good buds still. So I thought that was a great move. But Tampa Bay, a team that has not made the playoffs in 12 years, the second longest active NFL drought for not making the playoffs, the NFL franchise with the lowest all-time winning percentage. That's where Tom Brady is. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just sounds so weird to picture and say it. Let me get that Brady jersey now. I really don't. I mean, like, I kind of do low-key, but I, I would feel like such an idiot bandwagoner at this point. Just say you're a Brady fan, and it'll be all good. I know, but I, that would be just too much. I can't do it. You know what? I'll root for them, of course. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, man, I'm a diehard Brady fan. I'll be like, you know what? That's freaking cool because I want to see what he does in another uniform. Yeah. And and in a division, too, where the AFC East was not competitive for almost every year mm. that he's been with the Patriots. I mean, it has been a, a blowout after blowout in that division. One of the last year was one of the years that we've seen competition. There's all around competition here in the NFC South. And the Saints have been Super Bowl favorites the last couple of years. The Falcons, as much as they have not looked very good, have a former NFL MVP and should have won the Super Bowl uh, two, three years ago, but blew it against none other than Tom Brady. And the Carolina Panthers, like I said, I know Carolina is in a massive rebuild right now, but they got a new quarterback and they got a new offensive coordinator. Carolina should be – it's more competition. For Brady. Yeah. More all-around competition. It's gonna this be, will be fun. This will, will be, be a fun so season. Compe- competition is going to be insane. The GOAT is a fucking In that league. In that division. In that division, it's going to be insane. I mean, the Buccaneers or the Saints have to be a 5 or a 60. Like, let's be honest. The, the, they'll probably both make the playoffs yeah. right now, but one of them is going to be a five or a, like a five seed or a six seed. Like wow! And, and and taking out all the other teams from the equation, like that that NFC West is going to be loaded too. The 49ers are still going to be there. The Seahawks still have that fighting spirit over here. Watch out for the Cardinals though too. I think the Cardinals will make a playoff push. Yeah, history will be will be uh. History will be made. It'll be written in the books. Oh, I want football back, man. It's free agency. Free agency is the only thing we have left. And with how crazy it's been, I want it back right now. Please unveil the new Madden game so I can ball out and all these other teams and whatever. 
for real. I don't want football back. Ugh, man. In a world with no sports, it just makes it even worse. It does. But hopefully sometime soon, everything will be back and running. And then football season yeah. will be here as really fast. As soon as we know it, it'll be at least it'll be a training camp time, and then finally get into the regular season. I and know. See CB twelve play. We yeah, we still have some interesting names on the market that have not signed yet. Uh, but we'll see. This free agency is going to die down a little bit, but we we will see what happens with the uh, with the rest of it. But obviously, the biggest news of all free agency: Tom Brady is going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let it sink in that he is leaving New England first. Let it sink in after that that he is going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. History will be made. No doubt about that, Jack. I think that's a great way how to how to end this off. I think so. So absolutely crazy times. Crazy. History will be made. So I believe this will this will do it for this episode. So please uh follow us on our Instagram at on the spot sports with underscore separating each word. So on underscore the underscore spot underscore sports on the spot sports underscores between each word. And go check out our Spotify, our our YouTube, on the spot sports, Spotify and YouTube. And we really appreciate all your guys' support. So keep commenting, liking, subscribing, listening. We appreciate it. And in a time like this, we'll, we're going to keep busting out some some episodes. I know we, we got some interviews coming up on the way. So keep you guys entertained with that. So thank you guys so much for watching. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Yeah, yeah. One more thing, guys, as well. Uh, I also did get a request. My younger sister uh, really loves sports, too. She has been wanting to get on an episode for a while now, so I think we got to make that happen soon, Jack. Yeah, we got, we got to make that happen. Let's do it. Absolutely. Well, um, we will get her on. Uh, she knows a lot about sports, more than you guys would think. Yeah. So I, I think she'd be a great person to have on our episodes. 100% agree with you there. So. All right, guys, though. Thank you. Thank you so much for all the support. Especially through these tough times, we will we will try to keep banging out episodes as as, as soon as we can. Uh, if you guys got any recommendations for what we want to do too, please please tell us. We'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. But uh, thank you guys so much again, and this is another great episode of film. Uh, take care, guys. Stay safe. We we will definitely be more active on this Instagram as well. So go follow us there. So please be safe. Wash your hands. Stay uh, within that social distancing, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.